Thank you so much for joining Spazzin' Out. If you listened to yesterday's dysfunctional podcast, thank you. I appreciate that you made it through and you listened and that you returned to today's podcast. Now, something interesting I found out thanks to um, someone that I've known for a long time from Attleboro, my buddy Duff, who was a city councilman in Attleboro many, many years ago when I lived there. That's Attleboro, Massachusetts. He informed me that when I'm having, when I have more than one commercial in my podcast, the other two don't play. So I'm not getting any more money. I am, in fact, only getting one cent for my podcast. So my podcast will remain at one commercial. I'll play it in the middle of the podcast. Um, and that'll be it. So I appreciate everybody cranking my podcast out. Even if you don't like it, this is what we say on Spazzing Out. I am your host, Anthony Paziali. Spaz. This is my banner behind me. I know you can't read it, but it's a spazzing out. And once we can flip the camera so that you can read it, it'll look great. But my motto on this program is, if you don't like my podcast, I don't care. No big deal. You don't have to like it, but I ask you to do me a favor that you subscribe to my podcast. You can go to anthonypaziali.com. You'll find all the links to my podcast for Spotify, for Apple, um, all of them, Google, go there and subscribe to my podcast and then play my podcast in the background. And I don't care if you listen to it, just make it through the commercial. As a matter of fact, I might find out if I can just put the commercial at the very beginning of the podcast and that's it. We'll call it quits, man. You don't have to listen for the rest of the show. I don't know if I can do that. I know on this podcast, I'm going to stick it in the middle, but I'll find out if I can move it. Turns out, that I can have other commercials, but not the one I'm currently running. It has to be a different commercial. So I actually have to get a sponsor from the company Anchor uh, before I can use those other two spots. So we need to grow the podcast so that I can get that in there, man, okay? So some people who follow me on Facebook, so we do this, we record this live, we, we stream it on Facebook, we stream it on TikTok, and people are asking where the mustache went. I shaved the mustache because um, I got to see my son, Narium, which was fantastic. I haven't seen Nojo in almost two months, and Narium loves the mustache. So I kept the mustache until I saw him, and then I shaved it. I typically grow the mustache once a year. So my father, Stan, Stan Paziali, Stan, the greatest father of all time. He should, be, should have been everybody's dad. This man had advice and life changing. I, I can't even explain. My father was the best. And you'll get to know my dad on this podcast as I talk about the way my life was shaped and the things that I've learned. So around August going into December, no, that would be August into September, I grow a mustache. I usually do it once a year. It will be back at the end of the summer in honor of my dad. Stand the man and I grow a mustache for my father, but I typically don't have the stash. I typically have this back here. As you can see. So I have that in the background. Okay. Um, but pretty cool. I did get to see my son. Which was great. I hadn't seen him in almost two months. Because of the coronavirus thing. Um, you know we practiced social distancing. And it was still a little bit tough. Because I wanted to give him a big fat hug. Uh, we played chess. Um, I didn't even know my son could play chess. But we did. We played chess. And um, I soundly kicked his ass. Because I don't like losing in anything. I, I'm quite like Michael Jordan. I, I don't care what I'm playing. I don't want to lose. There's no, there is no room. I, I don't care. I suddenly whipped his ass and then I told him what was up. So just like that. Now there are some peeps. Got to do a quick little, little help my man out here. My man, Ryan, who is a listener of the show, he wants his wife to make him a drink. And I would say this right now to everybody, every man, working man, whose wife is sitting here and sitting at home and hasn't made your man a drink, get off your ass, go get some ice, get a cup, pull the man a drink, and help him out. Now, other way around, if you work, ma'am, and your husband's a lazy ass and hasn't got you a drink yet, you better tell that man, get me a drink, get it done, I pay the bills, I pay the gas bill, I pay the electric bill, I pay the mortgage, I pay your car payment, I pay your phone, where's my drink? Simple. There. Now you have it. 
Uh, same hairstyles Jordan too, someone just said. I know, right? It's uh except, you know, we're brothers from a different mother. You know that song um called Sixteen by uh Highly Spe Suspect? Do you remember? Do you guys know this song? Uh oh God. I think you know what I'm talking about. I actually listened to the lyrics of the song today. I had no idea that the guy, one, was white. Two, the song is about the fact that his chick, he, he was with a chick, and she was like, oh, we're having a kid together. We're, we're, having, a, we're having a kid together, right? Um, I think I just got kicked off of TikTok. I'm back on TikTok. Okay. So we're having a kid together, and then when the kid comes out, it's fine black dude it's black so there's like a part in the song where it's like the baby's not my daughter she was a different color i'm not a brother so good such a good song you guys have to check that out yo gabba gabba all right also on spazzing out what we like to do is we like to give a plug for a local business or somebody local for nothing because we're going through a tough time the coronavirus is certainly killed my business, Take Junk. I mean, it's still open. My other business, my uh, I own a franchise with home investors. We buy ugly houses. That business is decimated. I don't even know if that thing is going to be around at, at the end of this. Uh, my man Duff just, just logged in here on um, Duff, who I was just telling you guys about, um, who told me about the commercials. He just popped in on uh, TikTok. So we like to help out a local business for nothing. So every day, we talk about a local business. Yesterday, it was Nets. The couple days before that, it was R&R &R, um, Landscape Management. After R&R &R Landscape Management, it was um, Hanley Woodworks out of East Bridgewater. And today, we're going to kind of take it on a different type of job platform. It's it's for a writer, a local writer that, that listens and follows the podcast. Um, I don't know his, if this is his real name or if this is his... Um, pen name is that what you guys call it your pseudo name uh but it's j.e rome and he wrote a book called tapped yet unrooted i got the book he sent it to me um i started reading it it's in it's in poem form but it's very compelling it's his life story written i mean i don't know i, I don't have the paperback yet guys so i'm reading it on my ipad and it seems like almost page to page is a different poem or in poem form. I'm no fucking English teacher, okay? So I, I don't... Maybe it's a haiku, bro. I, I have no idea. All I could tell you is that it's deep and it's compelling, but it's like Massachusetts. I'm reading it and the poems are straight up... Ma it, this dude lived a mass-ass life and he's telling his life story in poem form from page to page. I've got through the first... Uh, I don't even think it has chapters and maybe it does have chapters, but I've got to the first, you know, uh, 10 of them and I love it. I'll read the whole book and then we're going to have him on. I'm going to have him on as a guest, but he's a local guy, right? You want to pre-order his book, go to tappedpoetry.com. That's T-A-P-P-E-D poetry, P-O-E-T-R-Y.com. His name is EJ Rome. The book is called Tapped Yet unrooted it's really good man i think you guys will like it honestly i i was trying to sing some of the songs the other we should do that i can't i don't have enough tablet i don't have enough tablet because i i'm recording i can't look it up if i could i would maybe i can do it on hold on hold on everybody i know this is going way uh, off of the topic here but i want to help this guy out and he wrote a book i don't know if i can switch apps okay hold on for those of you that are listening on the podcast, you're not going to understand this because you can't see. I'm actually on TikTok, my stream on TikTok, and I'm on Facebook. Guys, follow, subscribe, share this feed. All right, let's see if we can just find something from his book, right? And and I that I haven't, or maybe I have read because I I don't want to. Um, I mean, it's been known to happen, but you know. No, no, there was something really good. All right, guys, I know this is super compelling, but I want to find something that was like right off the bat that was like um, about family and about family being weak-ass bitches, but he didn't say weak-ass bitches. Oh, man, why me? 
All right. Anyways, well, here's here's a, I'll just grab something from it. But I imagine if you could like, bro, maybe you should find Aaron Lewis and he could sing your shit. But like, here's uh, brace yourself. Part one. I'm writing away. I I'm writing away from my problems. I know this doesn't necessarily solve them. It's merely the quickest band aid. I couldn't find to dude. I can't fucking read, man. I'm sorry. Anyways, it's good. I can read it to myself, but it would be cool if like someone sang it. You know, if it was like, I'm writing away my problems from my... Bu-. All right, maybe not me, but maybe somebody else. You guys should check it out, all right? It's a really good book. It's called Tapped Yet Unrooted. J.E. Rome, tappedpoetry.com. I'm sure I didn't do his shit any justice, so you should look it up yourself. You can pre-order it, okay? Pre-order the book. Get that shit on paperback. It's coming. All right. Why don't we get into something? You know what? We can't get into something because I have a problem that I need to talk to you guys about. And I need to know if this is a problem in your house or maybe it's just that I'm too cheap. Well, how do I solve this problem? Every uh, single... Oh, guys, look. Look, Rome is actually... uh, Jerome, I don't even know if that's right, but Jerome's actually on here. So you guys want to hit him up on his Facebook. He'll give you info. I don't know if this is a problem for you guys at your house, but it's a major problem for me. And I, for the most part, I don't like to bitch. I like to bitch on this podcast because that's my outlet. I come on here, I bitch about all the things that I think suck about life. And this is one of the things I have a problem with. Now, I work just about every day and I get dirty. I'm loading trash trucks. I own a junk removal company and we load trucks all day. I am literally at the dump or I'm at someone's house that is a dump. And I'm putting stuff on the truck. It's disgusting. So I work a long, hot day. And then when I get home, I want to take a shower. Now, I'm not home at all. I mean, I leave my house at 5 in the morning. And typically, I get home about 5.30, maybe 6 o'clock. And I want to take a nice, warm shower. Now, I want you to think about the amount of time. 5, so we'll do 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Wait, oh, fuck. 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. 12 hours. 12 hours. I'm not home for 12 hours. 12 hours. I do need a producer. Someone just said that. That would be very helpful. 12 hours. I'm gone for 12 hours. That means for 12 hours, the water... In this house could be used to wash the dishes, do the laundry, fill up the hot tub, drink. I don't give a spray the dog, water the um the. I don't have grass, man. I have hot tub around my house because any man, no man wants to fucking mow their lawn. The only way to do it is to have. God, I need some water. I'm like dying. Hold on. Speaking of water, all right. So, like a little Trump. Literally, I want to take a hot shower. So I get home and I'm telling you guys for the past two months, I have not once taken a shower where someone hasn't turned the water on. Now in my house, you turn the water on, your cow- your shower is cold. I don't like to bitch about it. I don't. My wife likes to bitch about it. If she's in the shower and you turn on the water, forget it, man. She's going to bang on the wall, yell, scream. It's It's a problem. So we all know that when Kaylee's in the shower... We don't touch the water. But it's like the second I get into the shower, the dishes need to be washed or the laundry needs to be done or the flowers out front need to be fucking watered or the dog needs to take a bath or Presley wants to fill up a, a, a cup. It's a huge problem for me. Huge. And I don't know how to deal with it because I've said something to everybody like, hey, guys, I don't want a bitch that I don't get to take a hot shower, but I'd really like to take a hot shower. Is there any way that the other 12 hours of the fucking day, while I'm not here, that you could use the water and that for the measly 20 minutes that I might be in the bathroom, shaving and getting in there and taking a shower and enjoying and, you know, listening to some tunes while I take a shower. Do you think for those 20 minutes, 20 minutes You guys could give me a break and not use the hot water. And I don't know any way around it. Are there things that you can buy so that you can have the hot water on all throughout the house? 
and take a shower and still have hot water? Because legitimately, it's the worst. You get in there, and I'm like, oh, this feels good. It's nice and warm. Boom. Cold. And then it's like cold for like a minute. It's like, ah, I don't want to bang in the wall. I don't want to say anything. Because I preach, don't complain. In my house, I preach, don't complain. I always tell people, like, Bob, nobody wants to hear you fucking complain. So I don't want to complain about it. But after two months of dealing with it, man, I'm going to kill somebody. I, I like, honestly... I wish if the gyms were still open, I would go. I don't really go to the gym. You can tell I have a dad bod. But I literally, I would go to the gym just to take a fucking hot shower. Because here you can't get one. You can't. God. Anyways, I just wanted to see what your guys' thoughts were that if that was a problem at your house. I Honestly, it's like I live in a third world country where you can't get hot water. Uh, it's It's insane. I don't know if it's insane about the hot water or if it's insane that it's like the second that I get into the bathroom, everybody else needs to be in the bathroom, which is why I have a porta potty. There is a porta potty outside of my house, which I use. I go to the bathroom in it in the morning. I've only had it for about a month. It's fantastic because I'm stuck down here in the basement during quarantine and I don't want to go upstairs and listen to people bitch. I only go up there to take a shower. In the meantime, I use the porta potty. Things nice and clean. It's beautiful. Stocked up with toilet paper. Guy comes by like every two weeks to suck the cucker out. It's great. I love it. All right. We should probably cover some topics. Okay. Before we do, why don't we cover the, the, the quick stuff one more time? Podcast is called Spazzing Out. I record it Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday nights. It gets posted the next day at five in the morning. You can get all the links to my podcast at anthonypaziali.com or just get to your favorite podcast place and type in spazzing out. Spaz, apostrophe N, O-U-T, and you can check it out. Or you can join us live sometime around 7 o'clock, 6.30, 7 o'clock. I go live on Facebook and I go live on TikTok. We all know I like TikTok. I'm trying to become TikTok famous apparently. At least that's what everybody's telling me. I just like the TikTok platform because it's easy to edit stuff and you and it has the tunes and things that you can use. But I do have a TikTok that's almost at 2 million views. So I'll give myself a little pat on the back. And my homies in India absolutely love Spaz. I had another video that I posted that has 200,000 views straight from... It's almost 300,000 now straight from India. So my boys, my boy Kumar, what's up, brah? I appreciate it. All right. Maybe we should get into a topic. Why don't we talk about Robert Kraft? So we would talk about Robert Kraft no matter what if I wasn't from Massachusetts on, on in this instance. But because I'm from Mass, I talk about Boston stuff and Patriots. I talk Pats. If there's something going on with the Pats, I talk Pats. I love the Patriots. Who doesn't? So Robert Kraft is donating his Super Bowl 51 ring to the All-In um, Challenge, which is basically uh, athletes, celebrities, um, anybody of notoriety is donating something to this challenge, to the all in challenge. And they're raising money to help people that are affected by the coronavirus. Kraft has given up his ring. Um, and he's going to have dinner. And the reason I bring it up is cause that's kind of segues. Thank you, Robert. Cause we all know that Robert Kraft is a great American. I, th this is a guy who illegally, illegally flew his plane to China to get, uh, and, and the, uh, the masks to get masks, the uh, N95 masks, because there was no other way to get them in here because Trump put a ban on travel to China. So he illegally flew his jet, or not him, but the Patriot jet illegally flew from Alaska to China, got loaded up, came back here to the United States. Great man. He donated masks to Massachusetts. He donated them to New York. So Robert Kraft, to me, never has to win another Super Bowl. The guy is solid as they come. I saw it, just unbelievable, great family, great guy. And now he's donating his ring, great. But this kind of ties into Dave Portnoy from Boston Sports, who, I, I mean, you have to give credit where credit's due. So Roger Goodell, years ago, maybe two, three years ago, I don't remember, when uh, booted Dave Portnoy from the NFL. Basically, no more press conferences or Boston sports. You can't come to the Super Bowl. You can't get in. He just banned this guy because he made those shirts that the clown shirt with the with the nose, right? See you later. 
Well, Roger Goodell got in on the all-in challenge, and he was offering himself up to watch a game at his house, dinner with Roger Goodell, and fucking Portnoy, he won the bid. I mean, dude, that's balls. I absolutely love this move. It's fantastic. I uh, Legit, like, I, listen, my wife Kaylee would probably leave me for Dave Portnoy. She loves Portnoy. She actually made me take a, a photo of him and her at Daytona like two years ago, okay? And I, and I know Dave, not like I'm tight with the guy, but like if we saw each other, he'd be like, hey, what's up? So he probably wouldn't even say hi to me. But we know each other from when I used to be on the radio and when he was starting Barstool Sports many years ago. Um, but now he's, it's huge, right? And he sold part of his company for almost $2 million, $200 million. But this move is just baller. Honestly, I just have to give him credit. Just fucking ballsy move to outbid everybody to win dinner with Roger Goodell. Now, Roger Goodell, it doesn't have a choice. He's got to have the dinner. He's got, there's no fucking way around it. None whatsoever. I just think it's fantastic. I just wanted to say kudos to Dave Portnoy. Credit where credit's due. But he got banned from the NFL, and you just gave him a big fuck you, a big up yours. You're going to do something good for charity, and you're going to get in the save room with Portnoy. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. It's like two, the guy spent like $250,000 to get in the room with him. That's baller. That's what I'm talking about. That's like straight up, you say something can't be done, well, I'm going to get it done. You're telling me I can't get a meeting with Roger Goodell? Boom, I'm going to drop $250,000. I'm going to get a meeting with Roger Goodell. Phenomenal. Unbelievable. Legit. Smooth move, bro. I doubt you'll ever hear this podcast, buddy. But hats off to you and I can't wait. God. Hey, they might have to cancel the whole NFL season so this doesn't fucking happen. It's just phenomenal. All right. On from that, great job to him. What I want to talk about, uh, well, you know what? Why don't we, let's check the time. Because we all know that, wow, we're about 22 in. You know what? Let's do this. Let's take our first break. When we get back, we're going to talk about Massachusetts Open in four phases. I want to talk about how Twitter is going to is trying to save your ass if you're on Twitter, all social media should do this. Not Listen, social media should do this. Text message companies or uh, Apple phones should do this. Your fucking brain should do what Twitter is setting forward to do. And I'm going to tell you guys about it when we get back. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Thank you. You made it through the one commercial. I learned today that the other two commercials that I put in my podcast don't work. So a buddy of mine, his name's Duff, he listens to the program. Duff is from Attleboro, used to be a city councilman in Attleboro many years ago. Solid dude, does a lot for charity. He's a really good guy. He reached out to me. This is how I know he listens to my podcast because he listened through the whole thing and he texted me and said, hey, your, your second and third commercial didn't play. So I looked into it. It turns out that my second and third commercial in my podcast never plays because I can only have one commercial in my podcast, I can have more than one, but I can't have more than one of the same. And since I only have one sponsor and it's Anchor, which is the company that actually hosts my website, they only allow it to be played once. So I will only play it once. I will only make one cent. If you make it through the commercials, there will be no other commercials. None, none, none. Okay. No other commercials. We will just do topics, fun, stuff like that. The sponsor of the show today is the book Tapped Yet Unrooted. That's Tapped Yet Unrooted, written by a local author, E.J. Rome. You can pre-order his book at tappedpoetry.com. T-A-P-P-E-D-P-O-E-T-R-Y.com. It is a book about his life, written from start to finish, 
in poetry form. Again, I am not an English teacher. I believe it's poetry form. I don't know if it's like haiku form or if it's play form or what form it is. All I can tell you is the book is good. You guys should check it out. He's a local author. Let's support him. Go pre-order his book. Paperback is on its way. Give the guy a shot. It's actually pretty good. I've read some of the book. I got through the first 10 pages. And I would tell you straight up that the guy's chronicalized. He's basically, if you're from Mass, this book is for you. Because we all lived, well, most of us. Like, I grew up in a family that, you know, I didn't have money. So if you grew up in a family that didn't have money and your mom was an alcoholic, um... You know, I'm not saying that this dude's mom's an alcoholic, but I'm just saying in general, your mom was an alcoholic and your father, you know, worked and, and you know, nobody gave a shit about what you did, where you went and how you lived your life or even gave a fuck about you. You'll like this book. So you guys should check it out. That is today's sponsor. If you would like to be a sponsor for nothing and you're a local business or a local something here in Mass, DM me, send me some information and you could be the local plug of the day. I guess is what we'll call it. All right. What should we do? Let's do mass real quick, and then we'll get to Twitter, because I think this Twitter thing is phenomenal. So Governor Baker came out, and Massachusetts is going to open up in four phases. See if I can pop this information up. All right. Mass is going to open up in four phases, starting May 18th. The first phase, um, phase one, is what they're calling it. Now, you can go get this information on mass.gov. It's got a nice little, you know, what I call it is it's written for retards. So they have a nice uh, uh, thing where morons like myself can look at it and be like, oh, color red means we're fucked. Yellow means it's pretty bad. I don't know what the next color is, but it doesn't look so bad. And the third color looks all right. And the, the last color means we're in the clear. So it's it's written for retards. You guys will love it. First phase. Phase one is uh, limited in industry can resume. It doesn't actually say what industries on here. So I'm on their website and it doesn't say what industries. It just says limited in industries can resume with operation and severe restrictions. The severe restrictions are you got to practice social distancing. Uh, you have to, your your office or your business or the construction site has to make it so that you can be six feet away at all times from somebody. You have to have PPE. So you got to have a mask. You got to have goggles. I mean, basically, they're saying if you're going to go back to work, all the restrictions from the stay at home order are in effect, except now you got to make it happen at work and you got to clean your work site and you got to clean your office. Strict cleaning guidelines. Get all the information, matsgov.org. You can check it out. Then they, basically what happens is they're going to slowly go from phase to phase. But this is a tough one because to get back to normal, phase four of this is they've developed a vaccine or uh, some kind of a therapy for to resume. This is what it says. To resume uh, for the resumption of the new norm. What the fuck is the new norm? They don't explain anything. Phase four, meaning everything is open, is called the new norm. So phase one is called the start. Phase two is called cautious. Phase three is called vigilant. Phase four is called the new norm. I don't know what the new norm is going to look like for us. And I don't even know what the fuck that means. Does the new norm mean that when you go to work now, from now on and forever, it's six feet apart? From now on and forever... You know, you go to a concert and you can't sit next to somebody from now on and forever. You have to be six feet away from people. I don't really know. I don't know. But it's going to be interesting to see. I can tell you one thing I'm not looking forward to. I'm, I'm glad that we're going to open up. But I'm not looking forward to traffic. I haven't had to deal with traffic in almost two months. I can literally get from the North Shore to the South Shore with no problem whatsoever. None whatsoever. Now, let's say... They do have a backwards phase. So if the numbers aren't looking good and the models are not looking good, you revert back. So if you're in stage three, you go back to stage two. Stage two, you go back to stage one. Stage one, you go back to the stay-at-home order. So they are leaving it open for us to actually go backwards. We would like to move forward, 
but currently they're going to focus on us going back, uh, going forward, not backwards. But I don't know what this is, what this means exactly. What does limited industry resumes operation with severe restrictions? I know what the severe restrictions are, but what are the limited industries? We don't know who's going to be able to open yet. This list isn't on here. I'm on their website. It doesn't say, um, you know, what what's happening. It says that you're going to have an overall social guidance that they're going to put out. They're going to have mandatory safety standards for workplaces, specific safety protocols and best practices for each industry. So they're going to open up and it's going to be slow. And it's going to be a little bit crazy. But you know what's going to suck all around is the traffic, man. I'm not looking for the traffic at all. But anyways, there you go. I talked about it because I had to talk about it. I really don't have much of an opinion on it yet. All I can tell you is I'm not exactly sure that opening the, the, the state up is the right thing yet because Massachusetts is still one of those states that we're not really flattening and a lot of people are dying and traffic, I don't want to deal with traffic. That's really the main reason. The main reason, don't open back up because I don't want to deal with traffic. Although I want people to get back to work and I want you guys to... To start making money again because we have to. I'd like to get back to the norm. I'd like to get games, you know, Red Sox. I don't really care about baseball. I was going to act for a second there like I like baseball. But honestly, I hope that the Major League Baseball dies with the coronavirus. It's probably the worst sport. I can't think of anything good to say about baseball. Baseball is by far the most boring sport I have ever watched. And my, I'd rather watch bowling than watch baseball. Literally. It's... it's it's so fucking boring. If they could do something to speed it up, like a pitch clock or something, or just anything, anything. Now, being at a game is different because you get to go there, you get to get drunk, and you don't really care. You're in and out. All right. Let's talk about Twitter. Twitter is about to put out something phenomenal that will help everybody out, and I think this should be used for emails, text messages, before you talk to your wife and say something stupid, before you call somebody, say something stupid, before you write a letter and say something stupid, before I do my podcast and say something stupid, before I post on Instagram, TikTok, um, Facebook, anything, anything. Twitter is going to be able to read what you're writing. So if you basically what they're trying to do is keep push bullying and racist comments off of their site. So if you're writing something that is racist or that sounds like you're bullying somebody, they're going to let you post it, but they're going to pop up a warning sign. And they're going to say, warning, warning, warning. You're a fucking racist. Don't post this. Now, I'm sure it's not going to be just like that, you know, but they'll let something's going to pop up and it's going to say, hey, think about this for a second. You're about to drop the N-word on Twitter. Or you're about to make a comment about the guy and his kid who killed an innocent black kid. And you're, you're about to make a racist comment here. You sure you want to do this? Twitter's going to give you an out. Twitter's going to start like that. You're going you're gonna to hit post. And Twitter's going to instantly say, shit, this isn't something you should post. We're going to bounce it back and say, hey, hey, dipshit. You shouldn't post this. I'm giving you an opportunity to take this away and no one will see it and it'll be gone. I think it's great. I think it's phenomenal. Now, I'm, I'm not for censoring people. I Listen, dude, if you're a racist and you want to make racist comments, go ahead. But there's, there is a repercussion for what you say. So if you make stupid comments like that, you'll lose business. If you make stupid comments like that, it's discrimination. If you make stupid comments like that, someone's going to bash your teeth in. You shouldn't make comments like that. But you can say what you want to say. Honestly. I will not keep people from saying what they want to say. I don't care. You can say whatever you want, however you want to say it. I am all for the freedom of speech, but there are repercussions to what you say. Trust me, I know. I've been suspended from years ago when Michael Vick got uh, uh, busted for for killing dogs and, and dog stuff. I made some sensitive comments about dogs and I got suspended. That was my consequence. They gave me the freedom to say it, but they were like, oh, you work for us. Here's the consequence. So I think it's great. How cool, how great would it be, right? 
if Apple came up with a way to, but you 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 you're like talking, you you texting with your wife and you, and you're about to text something really stupid, like you know, maybe you're upset about something and you're like fuck you, okay, you just write fuck you, and Apple says whoa whoa you don't want to say that to your wife and something pops up and says boom, you're about to whoa it goes whoa you're about to send. Fuck you to your wife. Are you sure you want to send it? Like it lets you send it, but then it stops it and pops up and says, Woo, chill, bro. You don't want to send this. Or imagine if you were having a phone conversation. If they could do it, like if they if you could do it for like a phone conversation. So you're like, you're talking to your wife on the phone or you're talking to your boss. It's, you know, it's your wife all the time. It's always your wife. You're on the phone with your wife and she calls up and she's like, hey, you know, can I get Uber Eats? And you get fucking pissed. You're like, what fucking Uber Eats? What the fuck? And you say that, but the phone cuts out. Like, it literally, like, it dumps. Let's imagine if there was a delay on your phone conversation, like there was a delay on radio or broadcast, where you had that opportunity to delete it, hit the dump button. How great would that be? Literally, the, the, the phone people go, they, like, sneak into your phone conversation, they go... Hey, you you know, you just said to your wife that she can go fuck herself over Uber Eats. You sure you want that to go? No, 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 no. Don't let her play. Don't let her play. Don't let her play. Boom. Gone. And then she gets static or the phone dropped. And she's like, what'd you say, hon? He's like, oh, not the babe. Go ahead. Uber Eats. Go for it. Absolutely. 100%. I love you. Think about how many fights that would save. Emails. You know how many of you people? Here's a suggestion. Let me help you guys out with life. Here. Life lessons from Anthony Paziali. Okay? I shouldn't have to be the one to give you this life lesson, but let me give you a nice little life lesson. If you are pissed off about something and you are firing off a 20-paragraph text message or a 20-paragraph email, I suggest that you send it to yourself first. I get it. You're pissed. Send it to yourself. This goes for whether you're sending it to your wife, sending it to your boss, sending it to a customer, sending it to your friend, to a business, whoever. If you're upset about something and you're writing a devastating email, send it to yourself. Then you'll feel good because you got to send it. Then go back and read it and you'll read how much of a douchebag you are And you won't send it. And no one will be upset and it will be no big deal. How did I learn this lesson? Many years ago, when I was upset about something at WAAF, I was pissed off about about work and a situation. I was just pissed off about how much work I was doing and other people weren't. So I fired off an all-reply email to fucking everybody that worked in the company. And not just like Intercom Boston. I sent it to everyone company-wide, every intercom radio station, to the fucking CEO, to everyone, about how much bullshit it was that I was putting in all this work and nobody else was. My boss, Ron Valeri, kindly comes down and says, Guy, Guy, you need to turn it down about a fucking thousand. I got it. I shouldn't have done it. I was upset. And he said to me in that moment, after moving on, because Ron was a good guy like that, he was like, hey, Next time you want to send out an email like that, send it to yourself first. Then read it. And now that's what I do. If I have a a text message, I text myself all the time. I always text myself. I find myself texting myself like 10 text messages a day about shit that pissed me off. And then I cool off, man. No big deal. Nobody really emails anymore. Emails are going to go away. Phone numbers will be everything. So fuck email. I text myself all the time. All the time. Literally. I'll just sit there. We'll just say, you know, something happened. Uh, like Kaylee calls me and she wants me to go stop and do something. And I'm like, I don't want to stop and do something. I just fucking worked all day. And I'm texting. I'm like, what the fuck? I got to go fucking pick this shit up. I just worked. And then I text it to myself. And then I read it. I go, all right. God, you sound like a dick. So then I will text Kaylee and say, hey, hon, no problem. I'll go get it for you. It's it's just simple. It's like life one-on-one. Never angry text. Never angry email. Ever, ever, ever. And if, and if you want, if you have to, 
write it and send it to yourself. If you need to write an angry letter, fucking FedEx the letter right back to yourself. And then when it comes back to you, read it and be like, damn, I'm a dick. Because trust me, when the moment passes, this is what I say to my kids. You know what? I say this to my son and to my daughter all the time. Never say or do something that you can't take back. Or, to better yet, what I say is never let your emotion make you do something you can't take back. That's what I say. Never let your emotion make you do something that can't be taken back. Think about those words. Think about the power behind those words. Never let your emotion, whether it is love, whether it is anger, whether it is, uh, uh, you, you know, need to buy something like impulse, whether it is glutton, whatever, whatever the emotion is, never, ever, ever let your emotion make you do something you can't take back. Your emotion isn't who you are. Your emotion is just that moment. In that fucking moment, you're pissed. So you fire off a fucked up email or an effed up text message, text message and you're screwed. So why are we talking about this? Twitter is out to save all of us from making that mistake. They are now going to know immediately if you wrote something in your tweet that is inflammatory and is going to bully somebody or is going to be racist, they are going to pop something up. To stop you. Now, this goes right under uh, how stupid are we? This is a 100% how stupid are we, but we need this in this world. Americans are, are morons. Mass people are mutants. Mass mutants. People from Massachusetts are fucking mutants, and they need to be told, you shouldn't tweet this, you shouldn't text this, you shouldn't do this. And Twitter is going to help you. I think it's fantastic. I can't wait till it happens because I tweet a ton of shit that I shouldn't have tweeted and I look forward to getting someone to proofread my material before I put it out there and they say, boom, you don't want to say this. I wish someone could do it on my podcast because they would have taken last night's podcast and they would have said, hey, why don't you delete this whole pile of crap and get rid of it and never put it out there because it's terrible. It's just a shame that in this society or in the, you know, wherever we're, what we're doing is that, that we need this kind of shit. I wish they would have it while we're driving, uh, you know, like literally you like today I'm going down the, now I have a, uh, I'm driving the truck for take truck, right? I have, um, my trucks are little trucks and up, they're not big guys. When I first started the business, I had big guys and you had to have a CDL. Now I, I learned that it, it's pointless to have a CDL for the type of stuff I'm hauling. It's good for me because I can haul heavier weight, but for the guys that I hire, it's, it, it, they just need a medical ID. So I have NPRs. They're, they're flat-nosed NPRs, okay? Speaking of the flat-nosed NPR, I was actually talking to a Ford guy today because I want to get into American-type trucks like that. Chevy makes them, but I was hoping that Ford did, but Ford doesn't. So anyways, moving on from that shit. The street truck, right? It's not that long. It's like... I don't know how fucking long it is. It's got a 15-yard dumpster on the back. It's a flat nose. But I don't fly down the highway. I go under the speed limit when I'm in my junk truck. Literally. So if it's 55, I go 50. If it's 65, I go 60. Maybe sometimes slower. I take precaution. I'm in my fucking company vehicle, and I'm not trying to kill somebody. This douchebag, like, runs up behind me, beeping the horn, flaring at me, flipping me off. Now, most of the time, I think it's just some guy that used to listen to me on the radio. I was like, all right, he's just going to flip me off. But this dude was fucking bullshit and pissed and like follows me off the exit, gets all fired up. He's like yelling and screaming. And I literally just rolled down the window and I said, bud, I don't understand why you're so upset. And this is his reply was because you're going two miles an hour on the fucking highway. And I said, okay, do you feel better? And then the guy got in his truck and he fucking left. He could have used a reset button. He could have used someone to be like, hey, bro, just pass the guy and go on with your day. But he let his emotion cause him to follow me off the exit, cause him to get out of his truck and think that I was going to get into a fight with the guy in my fucking company truck. Wasn't happening. So kudos to Twitter, as LB would say, for trying to create something, somewhat of a muzzle 
for people to give them an out, to give them a second chance, to give them an opportunity to take back what they said before they say it out in public. I think it's great. They probably fucking created it for for President Trump because he just tweets whatever, whenever, wherever, and maybe they put it out there for him and they were like, well, you know what? We could keep people from using tough words and making, saying stupid shit uh, on Twitter. You know, they're going to give it to Antonio Brown so he doesn't say stupid crap. So write DB alert for that guy, 100%. Oh man, that was terrible. I gotta get someone to produce something for me. DB alert on 93. Douchebag won't just pass me, needs to get off the highway and tell me why he's pissed. You know what's funny about that? He could have just called. Honestly, the guy could have just called the number and he would have got me. Could have called 844 take junk. I would have picked up the phone and the guy would have been like, bro, you're going two miles an hour on the fucking highway. And I would have said, yeah, I care about safety and I care, I, I'm, I'm fucking hauling uh, four tons of shit in a truck that's not supposed to haul four tons of shit. That's why I was going fucking two miles an hour, you dick. Literally today, we did a job. I did a job in Brighton, no, Alston, over close to where WAF was. And I dumped it uh, before I came home and it was fucking just under four tons of shit. It was a massive load. My truck is rated uh, 14.5 and the truck weighs 10,000. So that means I can only, uh, I can only carry two and a half tons more. Um, you know, I was over the weight limit. I willingly admitting I was over the weight limit. That's real smart, but they have weight limits on trucks because it can become very dangerous. Maybe someone, it'd be great. There's where Twitter could come in. Twitter could hop in and be like, Hey, you start driving and go, are you sure you want to drive this truck? It's 1.5 over the limit. And then you can say, no, no, I don't want to drive the truck. And you, right? Simple. Just like that. Man, my God. All right, guys. I, I really think that's, I, I think that's all I got tonight. I don't, that's, that's about it. Uh, considering how last night went, I think today's program went a little bit better, a little bit smoother. We got things figured out. I have two iPads going. I have Facebook going. I have TikTok going on this one. Every Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday night, around 6.30 to 7, I'll go on and I'll stream live. We'll record Spazzing Out while I do it, my podcast, which you can get at anthonypaziali.com. And as always, we have a sponsor of the night which is a local company or a local person. And tonight's is a book, a local writer, G.A. Rome. He, he, the book that he uh, has written or wrote is called Tapped Yet Unrooted. You can get it now at uh, tappedpoetry.com, T-A-P-P-E-R-P-O-E-T-R-Y.com. You guys should check that out. Also, um. I know, bro. I didn't even get fired. I think it a little... It, it's The fired upness is like... I'm passionate and I get fired up about certain shit, but you know what? I'm a little bit mellow today. I'm a little laid back. I will tell you guys this. Disney Plus, worth it. Disney Plus book is on its way. I think somebody ordered it. Thank you. Disney, bro, someone just... So, Brad, for those guys who don't know, right? It, I, I well, You know already. I've said it a million times. Brad says I didn't even get fired up tonight, and someone's response to that was pepperoni pizza to try to get me fucking pissed off. Hilarious. It was a good night, guys. I, You know what? Here's what I did. Last night after I did the podcast, I said, I got to calm down. I, I have to calm down, and I have to be able to present this podcast in a meaningful way so that I can execute who I am. So if I can bring meaningful topics and get fired up about them, then I do. If I don't get fired up, I don't get fired up. It's just how it is. There's no reason to fake it. Um, I do want to say, though, I didn't get it out, man. Disney Plus. Check it out. It's it's really good. I highly recommend it if you have kids. It has every single Disney movie. I was very reluctant to get it. I got the free trial. I'm definitely keeping it. I started watching Mandalorian on three episodes in. I love the Star Wars stuff, so it's really good. Ozark is my other favorite TV show. It's the favorite. My... Ozark might be one of my favorite TVs of all, shows uh, of all time. Um, 
Currently, Game of Thrones is tops. Sopranos is right up there. Ozark is in there. Arrested Development is one of my favorite Seinfeld. Um, it, it's great. Which you know what? Which leads me to believe. Wait a sec. We're, we're gonna go in a second. You know they give reality TV awards. Uh, for they they give away like uh, Emmys or Grammys. I don't know which one the fuck it is. Whatever you get, People Choice Award for for TV shows. They give them away for reality shows. I don't understand why the NFL doesn't ever get nominated for a best reality show because that's that's essentially what it is. The NFL is a reality show, hands down. Not just Hard Knocks, but the actual game in itself is reality. It's a fucking reality TV show. And I don't understand why the Super Bowl or or games that are really good don't get nominated for best reality TV. I'm just saying. I think it's BS. The NFL is by far the best product on TV. There is, I, I, I mean, I love Ozark, but I would watch a Patriots game over watching Ozark any day of the week. Absolutely. And if there was a good matchup outside of the Patriots game, I'd watch that before I would watch. I'd watch the Super Bowl before I watched Ozark. So just a little food for uh, thought there. Speaking of food, I got to get to mine. I got chop suey. American chop suey. American chop suey is like a staple. Stan Paziali used to, this is what my father used to do, okay? My, my dad would make at the beginning, like at the beginning of the week, Monday, literally, you'd get some kind of ground beef right? But it wouldn't be chop suey. you get like meatballs and pasta, right? And then somehow the next day, the, the meatballs would be like grounded up and put in the pasta. And then the day after that, it'd be pasta with some like chopped vegetables with the fucking meatballs. And then by the end of the week, it was American chop suey. And if you didn't eat that shit, it sat there all weekend long and you didn't eat. So pretty interesting. Um, I didn't know over Ozark. Uh, now, so someone's just asking about over Ozark. I mean, uh, I'd watch football over it because I want to watch football live and then I can watch Ozark after the flute after that's why, um, mind blown. And if <laughs> bro, you don't have to say mind's blown. I mean, it's, but it's true. It's reality TV and it never gets nominated for shit. It should it, Monday night football should be well, Monday night football sucks, but you don't think that, um, uh, what's his name? The quarterback. Oh my God, what the hell's his name? Tony Romo? You don't think Tony Romo should get nominated for an Emmy? The guy's phenomenal. And then I think quarterbacks, why Why can't you get, like, why can't a quarterback get, or a coach, or, you know, someone that's in the game, get, get an Emmy for best performance? I mean, I don't know. Anyways, all right. Bah! Thank you so much for joining me, guys. I really appreciate it. I hope everybody has a good night. I got to scoot. Thank you for listening to Spazzing Out. And I'm going to end the podcast now.